Rodgers that much? Is this something that I've been doing to the point? In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. We're going to save the uh, for tomorrow. We need Eric here. <coughs> Excuse me. And Eric Fry. <sighs> it's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in. Happy Football Friday to you out there, those that celebrate. Certainly hope you do. And it's the beginning of a new show. It's the beginning of a new month. That's right. Flip those calendars over if you haven't done so already. Because it's September. It's September 1st, 2023, here on this Football Friday. We missed that joke yesterday, Travis. I know. I'm disappointed in us. <laughs> I know. Uh, I think I realized that last night. Oh, uh, I forgot to tell him that missed I missed it. Talk to you next month. Talk to you next month. But missed the boat on uh, that one, but we'll try to do better uh, today. And, of course, we're going to be loaded up on uh, football here today. We uh, touched a little bit on the uh, schedule for high school football for week two yesterday, but we'll dive deeper into that coming up here in just a second. We also got to look at some local sports for uh, from yesterday, and we'll take a peek at uh, today as well. And we also, of course, for week two, we got to get to our – our high school pick 'em for this week as we are picking the high school games. We have uh, FEM, Cumberland Games, that we uh, pick and two other games uh, that we each choose. And then we're also adding another team as well this week. Two. Two games. Because we're broadcasting one on 99 The Game, so we oh. we got to throw another so team in there. We had two teams, and one of those teams is the Fighting Illini. That's right. The Fighting Illini football will be a kicking off tomorrow evening right here on 98.9 The Game. 6.30 kickoff. That's right. We're in prime time to begin the season, and 5.30 will begin the pregame show right here on 98.9 with Brian Barnard and the crew get you set for the kickoff and so that means we're talking Illini sports today. We're talking about Illini football. How many wins will this guy, the uh, resident Illini homer, give for this Illini team? How far do I think this team will go in my fandom? Completely unbiased prediction coming at you later in the show. I can't wait for that. <laughs> and we also got to talk about the rest of the college football slate as well in some college football. College football is back, baby. We had a rock fight in the Big Ten last night. College football is so back i missed that one <laughs> well 
you didn't miss much oh, okay. <laughs> between Nebraska Good. and Minnesota. Uh, and then also we got to continue our NFL uh, previewing. We got to preview another division, and we're talking about the uh, South. We're heading down a South, not the SEC, but uh, we're taking a look at the NFC and AFC South as well today. And we have a loaded show here and we'll have to save that for the uh, podcast in some sort of a fashion whatever we don't get to here in the uh, terrestrial show and also right here at the top I want to tell you a programming note that we will not be here on a Monday mm-hmm. and no podcast either so we'll recap everything that happens week two in high school football on a Tuesday and so that's a little programming note there on a Labor Day enjoy your Labor Day and hopefully you will without the uh, uh voices of the starting lineup in your ear Uh, and we also have another thing to tell you about here at the uh, top of the show very special announcement that we got coming up and it has to do with the Illini and has what's coming up next after us yes immediately following us right here on the starting lineup and right here on 98 on the game is a new program we are debuting Today, um, it'll be every Friday from noon to 2. It's called the Illini Guy Sports Spectacular. They're talking all Illini sports. Oh, yes, the Illini Guys. Basketball, got some interviews, uh, great stuff. Really looking forward to this. Really hitting heavy on the Illini talk. And, uh, you know, hopefully especially if they are fans like Travis's, they'll be talking about Illini football all the way up until January. <laughs> but yeah, they do. They go uh, pretty in depth. I don't know how quite frankly in the off season that they do, but I have listened to them yes. uh, a little bit and they go super in depth with recruiting yep. and yep. whatnot on, not only on the show, but on their website as well. So uh, they're very passionate about the Illini, obviously they are being Illini guys, all Illini and, and it's not be... just football. They, nope, they go in depth football. with more um, uh, sports. And I don't think, and, and Travis, you, you have listened. I have not yet been able to, to catch the show. Um, I believe they talk girls' sports, too. They do, yeah. So, everything uh, Everything that's a line eye, they're going to have it, and that's going to be following us immediately right here on 99 The Game, like I said, from noon to 2 every Friday, just on Fridays. So a nice way to kick off your weekend with some line eye coverage and the starting lineup back-to-back. Great combo meal. Um, yeah. I love it. Yeah, sounds like a great deal to me on your Friday. And, of course, they'll be uh, talking about football very heavy today, obviously, Mm -hmm. with the kickoff of the uh, season uh, tomorrow against uh, Toledo. So uh, we're super happy to be adding the Illini guys to the 98-9, the game lineup on Fridays. Like Eric said, perfect way to kick off the college football and the uh, college weekend uh, there with the Illini guys and just the weekend in general. And, and, you know, we, we've heard, uh, some of the people who have, have emailed me here at the station saying, Hey, we want to hear more regional. We want to hear more Illini coverage. This, this is your way of helping you. We're a Illini affiliate just makes sense. So we'll, we'll have it for you. Mm-hmm. All right. So Illini guys uh, coming up after we're uh, done here on uh, Fridays, that's noon at two at uh, two PM every Friday, the Illini guys coming up after us. All right. We got some things to take care of before the Illini guys are on the air. So let's go ahead and let's kick off the show here on this football Friday with first things first. Before we get into the show,
first things first. And we're starting off in high school football here today as it is week number two, hopefully a normal week two. Fingers crossed for everyone, coaches, players, parents, and fans all alike that the weather is cooperating this week and broadcasters yes. as well. I don't <laughs> want to leave us out uh, either. So uh, hopefully a normal week two and uh, the uh, week two uh, schedule gets kicked off uh, tonight and it is on uh, the two teams that we cover over on a WCRA is the uh, Cumberland Pirates against Sagamon Valley and uh, the game that I'll be at uh, Eric will have that coverage over there the game that I'll be at is FEM and it's the home opener tonight there at Klosterman Field at Washington Savings Bank Stadium and uh, that game can be heard over on a Jack FM so let's run down the schedule more in depthly for week two of high school football and we'll start off with that game here at the top of the list with FEM hosting a Mount Carmel Mount Carmel of course last week well documented that they fell 21-14 to a Gibson uh, Southern and uh, Mount Carmel Great start. Scored on the first two possessions. Nothing else doing offensively after that. And their comeback attempt ended with a late interception there. So they're looking to get on the board for the first time in FEM, trying to keep the momentum in the early season going, getting off on the right foot, beating Robinson in the fashion that they did. And then they'll look to make a statement uh, tonight by taking down a Mount Carmel because even though Mount Carmel's 3A, FEM's 4A, Mount Carmel is getting a lot of hype coming into yep. the season not a yep. lot of hype around the hearts uh, at least on the outside of the locker room mm -hmm. and uh, Mount Carmel is getting votes in the polls so this would I don't want to call it an upset but this would be a good statement for the hearts to come out and come out start out 2-0 and and Mount Carmel needs to rebound from last week this is going to be a great test of Effingham to see if last week if it was more of a case of a rebuilding Robinson program Mm -hmm. Or are the hearts as good as they looked last week? Yeah. And to me, that's going to be the, the interesting matchup here because, as you mentioned, Mount Carmel we know is an institution when it comes to football. They just, you know, football and girls golf. That is yeah. what Mount Carmel is built on. And really, since like the late 70s. Yeah. Yeah. All the way down. Absolutely. So uh, this to me is going to be a big test for Effingham. I. You, you mentioned how they're 3A. It's it's the same as week two last year, Travis, when Effingham faced Decatur St. Teresa. Yeah. They're not a normal 3A school, just right. like Decatur St. Teresa is not a normal 2A school. Yeah. These are elite programs at that level, um, and this is going to be a tough matchup, I think, for the Hearts. And, again, it will show me where Effingham is at. This is kind of one of those rain gauge type of games to see where you're yeah. at in comparison to where you think you are at. Right. One person to key on, obviously, is the Aces quarterback, Blaine Sisson, who's committed to play at SIU Carbondale for football, and he can do it uh, on the ground, through the air, and that's the one big thing that I'm going to see tonight is that he can throw the football. This front seven is the best in the Apollo Conference for the Hearts, and they're going to get to him, but he can take off and run. So I'm looking at possibly a spy to a key on, on Sisson to keep up with him if the rush gets to him and he has to take off uh, there. And he can also show off that he can catch a pass or two last week. I, uh, where Me and Dominic were actually listening to the uh, game at the end mm -hmm. last week, and he actually caught a pass late in the game Which, there. I was going to say, you know the bad thing about him? you know, you, you And he plays defense. Yes. 
you mentioned him, you know, oh, he can, you know, you, you got to have a spy. You know the problem with a spy, don't you? What's that? That takes away someone from coverage. That takes away someone yes, from rushing. True, yeah. That takes away a person out on the field. So you can't do it all the time. You got you to limit when you do it. But right. it can be very effective. But uh, that's going to be the matchup that's going to determine this game mm-hmm. is him versus the Effingham defense. Yeah, for for sure. And uh, FEM uh, next week will be also at home again. They'll take on Breeze Modern Day. And uh, Mount Carmel will start LIC play as they'll host Robinson. Let's continue on into the Apollo. Charleston uh, will be at Paris. Both teams 1-0 getting victories in week one. And uh, next week, Charleston has Jerseyville. So that's setting up for a pretty good schedule. And they can come out and make a statement being a 2-0. And uh, Paris, they beat North Vermillion last week. Week and they get Marshall uh, next week. So one and zero versus one and zero Tigers versus Trojans here. Yeah, this is again another test for me to see. Same thing with Effingham with Charleston. Mm-hmm. Where are they? What what kind of team are we looking at for the Charleston Trojans? Um, Paris big win. Um, that's a program that last year only had two two wins, I believe. So trying to turn it around this year. It's a good first step. This is going to be a, a, a nice matchup, I think, and a competitive matchup as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Muhammad Seymour, they fell last week in Highland. They're hosting this week, and Highland is uh, in the top ten in uh, the state and the polls that we mm-hmm. looked at last week. So uh, they're 1-0. They beat 35-14 to Breeze Central last week. And Muhammad, they got Highland this week, and they're looking at Quincy Notre Dame next week. So... Uh, tough schedule opening up for Muhammad here with a state-ranked opponent tonight. And again, it's going to tell us, is Muhammad really is not what they looked like last week? Or mm-hmm. was last week a, a fluke right. kind of thing? Yeah, I feel like we can say that about a lot of teams yes. here. Yes. Because uh, Taylorville, they are 1-0. They're hosting a Robinson. And uh, uh, Robinson's got Mount Carmel next week. Mm-hmm. And uh, Taylorville last week uh, won Blue Owl only. And they're at Columbia, so their schedule sets up pretty nicely, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the performance. And, again, the litmus test, we'll see if they can repeat the performance again. Yeah, you know, I think this game is going to be more of a, for me, Travis, a litmus test for Robinson than it is Taylorville. Uh, Robinson, you know, yes, it was a step up last week taking on Effingham. You're stepping up again to play Taylorville, so we'll see if that's a factor. But I, I have no gauge on the, the Maroons based off of what we right. thought coming into the season and what we saw last Friday night. Mm-hmm. This might be the game of the night in the Apollo-Troy triad. They're visiting at Mount Zion. Uh, Troy beat Matt Toon last week, and Mount Zion blew out uh, Barnville Limestone on Friday and uh, Saturday. And uh, then next week for Mount Zion, it's a third straight home game to open up the season. They'll be hosting uh, Salem, but uh, 1-0 versus 1-0 here for uh, the Braves. Yeah, it should be a, a good game, like you said, and uh, – Definitely one of the games of the night there in the Apollo Conference. Uh, and then uh, two teams that are searching for their first wins. It's Olney at Mattoon. And uh, we documented the two teams that beat them mm-hmm. already. So one of these teams is going to come out with the first win of the season. And, again, I think if you lose here and you're Olney, there's more panic than if you're Mattoon. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. 
Uh, in the uh, Lincoln Prairie, that's where we see uh, the uh, Cumberland Pirates. They destroyed Cerro Gordo last week and uh, Sagamon Valley. They beat Tri-County 12-2-8. So two teams that got wins but in totally different styles. Mm -hmm. And uh, Cumberland on the road for the first time tonight over on WCRA. Yeah, Sagamon Valley defeated Tri-County over two days. Took two and a half yeah. day, or a day and a half basically to get it done. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was a low-scoring affair, a defensive affair, uh, just – not great football. Cumberland, on the other hand, played great both sides of the football. Um, Cumberland, Travis, has won six straight games against Sagamon Valley. Yeah, I go all the way back to Coach Watkins' very first year, last time Cumberland lost to Sagamon Valley. And at that time, they were both in separate conferences as part of the o Little Okaw Valley. Right, kind of uh, they different were the divisions. Southeast was Cumberland and Northwest was uh, Sagamon Valley. That was the last time mm. they beat the Pirates. So uh, Cumberland's had good success against Sagamon Valley. See if they can continue it tonight over on WCRA. And you have Sullivan lurking in next week. I know you don't mm -hmm. want to look too far ahead, but I did. Mm -hmm. Sullivan. Did. Sullivan and, next week. And if by any chance... You can get a game like you got last week. That's going to set you up because we know Sullivan will not be able to rest their players this week. No. If Cumberland can rest their starters by having a good game against Sagamon Valley, putting it away early like they did against Sarah Gordo, that, I think that'll give them a leg up for next week. Mm, Sullivan, uh, they are hosting Arcola here, and Arcola beat Nokomis to open up the season, and Sullivan was victorious against Villa Grove over two days uh, there. So uh, this one could be the game of the night in uh, the LPC, and uh, Sullivan trying to make a statement coming out here in the LPC 2-0 possibly and taking down Arcola and Arcola trying to say, hey, yeah, we have a new coach, but we're not going anywhere. A new coach with a completely different style of football than what the Lincoln Prairie is used to seeing. Mm -hmm. I think it'll take a couple weeks for Lincoln Prairie to have the footage on this new offense for Arcola with the wrinkles in it that it has. Yeah. So I think this is going to be – such an intriguing matchup because you have Sullivan who's totally new to Lincoln Prairie and you have a coach who's totally new to the area. He's, mm -hmm. He hasn't been in the area. So right. he's throwing something yeah, he's been like totally north. off the wall that no one has seen before. Mm -hmm. um, so I think this is, if I could be anywhere tonight, Travis, I'd be in Sullivan tonight because that is going to be, I think, a fun game. Yeah, it, it and should it's really going to show early on who's going to take control of the Lincoln Prairie Conference. Mm -hmm. Yep, for, for sure. So, game of the night there in the LPC. Uh, because we both expect both these teams to be towards the top of the LPC, mm -hmm. but a win here will give you that leg up Yep. if you end up being tied. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Argenta, they're taking on a Nokomis. In Nokomis, both teams searching for their first Ws. So is a Tri-County at Cerro Gordo. And uh, Villa Grove, they're 0-1. They're at Arthur, and uh, they're 1-0. And we spoke to both Coach Wilson from Villa Grove and Coach Jefferson here. So I'm a torn here I in uh, this game. So uh, we'll see if uh, Arthur can come out and make a statement and say, hey, you know, we lost Fagan, but we're 2-0. And, and uh, Villa Grove trying to pick up win number one uh, there uh, for them who mm – -hmm. You know, these two teams, two coaches kind of mirror each other in how they arrived at Villa Grove and Arthur. And it's been mainly since Coach Wilson's first season, it's been Coach Jefferson who's had the advantage uh, with Arthur there. So we'll see what happens 
this evening. Yes. Uh, little Illini, you have Newton there at Paxton Buckley load up. Newton, of course, got blown out last week by Shelbyville. Uh, next week they're against Casey, but uh, PBL won last week against Illinois Valley Central 46-39 to in a shootout there. So uh, Newton going up to PBL tonight. Yeah, that's a long drive. And, again, if you're Newton, you're hoping to, to kind of turn it around here, right the mm-hmm. ship a little bit. Uh, after last week's uh, blowout to Shelbyville. Yep. Uh, Marshall there on the road against Central A&M. Both teams searching for their first W, and Marshall trying to search for their first W in, like, 27 games. Uh, now they lost last week to a Trent Wesleyan and Central A&M. They lost to a Leroy last week, and you don't want to look ahead, but I did. You did. They're against St. T. Next week, R A and M, Red Hill. They lost to Casey last week, and they're at Lawrenceville. Lawrenceville put up a ton of points, 66, I believe, against Oblong. And Lawrenceville, they're hosting Alney next week, so their schedule, depending on how Alney's game shakes out, could be good at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Oblong, they are at Casey tonight, so Casey looking to start off two and zero on of the season. Central Illinois, Carlisle, they're at Tuscola. Of course, Tuscola got beat by St. Beattie, and then St. Beattie got into the top ten in the polls. Yep. And Carlisle lost to Nashville last week. Eureka 1-0 at Shelbyville 1-0. This could be an intriguing game in the CIC. The Eureka Hornets won against Canton last week, 49-2-6. Of course, we know what Shelbyville did to uh, Newton, and next week, Shelbyville's got a game on Saturday against a team from Missouri, but this is kind of like a little bit of a preview of next season as Eureka is a part of the uh, Heart of Illinois mm-hmm. conference uh, there. Uh, Downs Tri-Valley, uh, they uh, beat Warrensburg-Latham last week 35-7. They're at Clinton tonight. Of course, Clinton beat Tremont 43-6, to and they get Eureka next week. Making Meridian, they are at Leroy and making Meridian may not have opponent next week. I haven't seen any yeah. uh, announcements for that because of uh, Sparta, but uh, we'll see if Leroy can open up the season two and zero. Warrensburg Latham there at Tremont. Both teams searching for their first Ws there. And finally in the South Central Staunton, they are visiting a Vandalia. Both teams searching for their first win. Uh, Vandalia they lost to uh, Payne last week. And they got Carlinville next week, so that could be a good game. And Staunton is against Hillsboro next week. Pena is at Carlinville. This could be the game of the night in the uh, South uh, Central. And uh, Carlinville beat Litchfield in week one, 35-14. So 1-0 versus 1-0 there. Could be uh, for control of the South Central there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gillespie there at North Mac. Both teams searching for their first win. North Mac, they got blown out last week against Hillsboro. And Gillespie lost to Piasaw 22-7. to Speaking of Hillsboro, they are at uh, Greenville. And Greenville destroyed uh, – well, I don't know about destroyed. I can't remember what the final score was. I thought I wrote it down there, but uh, Litchfield or um, Greenville's next few opponents will be Staunton, Gillespie, Litchfield next few weeks. Or that's Hillsboro's schedule. Oh, I'm all messed up here. Uh, <laughs> Greenville has Gillespie and Litchfield uh, the next few weeks. So both teams, if they uh, win this game, their next few games set up pretty nicely uh, for them to start off the season. Hey, we remember how well Greenville started out last year. Yes, we do. And we know how that all worked out. Mm-hmm. And Litchfield visits Apiasol tonight. And Apiasol, after this game, they got the 
uh, buzzsaw with Pena, Vandalia, Carlinville the next three weeks. Ooh, that's a, so uh, you got to start 2-0 and because we know what's awaiting them in the schedule mm-hmm. ahead. So as they look at a week week two, and we got the entire week two schedule up on the website, fmradio.com, and make sure you stay tuned to two of the games, FEM game on Jack FM. It's senior night there for the Hearts. 13 seniors will be honored there, where at least – 13 football seniors, but also cheerleaders and band members will be honored as well, of course. And Cumberland Pirates will be over on WCRA this evening. And we'll have all the final scores up on the website, fmradio.com, later on tonight. We move on here on the uh, starting lineup, and we're going to talk some local sports that doesn't involve high school football, some volleyball, and baseball. We'll take a quick peek at the schedule for today coming up here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Bruce. Bill? How's business? Booming. Bountiful bushels of soybeans you're boasting. Boatloads of bushels. But how? Bags of Zatavo soybean seed. Bags of Zatavo soybean seed? Bunches of them. Bunches of bushels from bags, huh? You betcha. That's a breakthrough bean to boggle the brain. Bill. Bruce. Best we give it a break. An innovative seed packed with Enlist E3 trait technology and award-winning varieties for yields that keep growing and growing. Zitavo is seed done right. Always read and follow label directions. Calling all purse lovers and bag collectors. The high-demand Cardinals Purse Giveaway is back, and it's better than ever. On Saturday, September 2nd, 25,000 fans ages 16 and older will take home a Bush Stadium-exclusive Cardinals Purse, thanks to Wells Fargo Advisors. This black handbag features a gold metal logo on the front and many upgraded compartments. Don't miss your chance to add this stylish purse to your collection. For tickets or info, visit cardinals.com promotions. Cromwell Media Group Effingham, Illinois Market is looking for a board operator to join our team. In this role, you will operate the soundboard during basketball and football games. No experience is necessary as we will provide you on-the-job training. You must be 18 or older to apply. If you're interested in a flexible position that will teach you new skills, this job opportunity is for you. Email your resume to Eric Fry, Operations Manager, at eric.fry at cromwellmedia.com or drop it off at 405 South Banker Street, Suite 201 in Equal Opportunity Affirmative Action Employer. This is Lucas Crenning with a message from the Effingham Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. And now, Travis Sparks with the Aurora Sports Center update. And I'm kind of doing this on the fly because Eric's script is not pulling up. But Eastern Illinois shortstop Trey Sweeney was named in the Ohio Valley Conference Baseball Player of the Year. The starting lineup. Holy cow, what a terrible sports scenario that was. I don't blame you. I blame me. On 98.9 The Game. Hey, 
Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 of the game, ESPN Radio. And uh, we just got done talking about high school football for the week. Let's move on to uh, some more local sports and let's go to the baseball diamonds and the volleyball courts. As in baseball yesterday, it was Altamont. All over Ramsey, 20-2-1 in this one. And this one, of course, only went four innings because Altamont put up 11 uh, runs in the first inning and then they put up nine in the uh, second there. As Wagner, he goes all four innings and gives up four hits, a run, eight strikeouts uh, there. Topless, uh, they also picked up a win, a little bit more high-scoring affair on both sides as it was Topless uh, victorious over Windsor Stu Straws, 22-9 in uh, this one as Windsor Stu Straws actually got on the board and led 4-1 to one after two innings. And then Topless got a run in the fourth, but then they piled on in the fifth and the sixth. Nine runs for the shoes in the fifth. And then a sixth inning, 11 runs scored in that inning alone. Uh, there, 22 hits or 22 runs on 21 hits for the uh, shoes and when the two straws effective as well. Nine runs on nine hits there, but a combined seven errors in this one. So this game had a little bit of everything for you, jam packed and everything. Runs, errors, hits. Yeah, you gotta love it. Uh, CHBC uh, they also won over Mowbray Grove at 10 and two a zero. Uh, Radloff led the way offensively for CHBC. He had a couple of runs uh, driven in, and Evans pitched six strong innings there, only giving up a couple hits and 11 strikeouts there. It was Odin getting the win over Dietrich, 6 2 5. Uh, Kane gets the win for Odin in a well pitched game for him. Had a lot of traffic on the base pass, but uh, he did go with six innings from that aspect there. Uh, Baxter led the way for Dietrich. He had a couple RBIs. There, in a junior high or yeah, junior high softball, FEM over Taylorville, Sigel St. Michael defeated St. Anthony, and St. Anthony actually played another game. They beat Taylorville 15-4. In a junior high baseball, Dietrich defeated South Central, and a CHBC defeated Altamont 15-2-0. In a volleyball last night, St. Joe Ogden took down Tatopolis in a three sets. Tatopolis actually took the first set, but St. Joe Ogden came back and. Uh, one in a hostile environment there as it was the home opener there for the shoes. As Altamont over Sullivan in uh, a sweep, straight sets. South Central over Brownstown in uh, straight sets. It was Marshall taking down a Dietrich in a three setter there. Dietrich actually got the first set, 25-21, but then Marshall comes back there. This is North Clay, Clay City, clean sweep over Lawrenceville. And Ramsey over CHPC in a three sets. They each traded a set, and then Ramsey won the third and final one. FEM sweeps Mount Zion. In Apollo action, Oakwood defeated Tri-County in two sets. Macon Meridian over Argenta in straight sets. Uh, Tolona Unity defeated Tuscola in two. Pena over Central A&M in two sets as well. Long first set, 25-22, but then uh, Pena 25-11 there in the second. Here's where sweeps Litchfield. Alton Marquette over Piasol in two sets. And Greenville over Maryville Christian. In high school soccer yesterday, it was FEM taking down Vandalia 9-2-0. A ton of goals there for FEM, and they're 3-4-0 or four and oh on the uh, young season of four of them. Uh, Mikola Stefton had a hat trick, had a hattie, three goals in this one. Camilo Aiden had two goals there. 
as well. So a lot of people involved in that one. It was a Newton over Altoff, eight to zero. Uh, Oka Christian over Charleston, three to one. In tennis action, you had uh, Tapa sweeping Greenville, nine zero. St. Anthony over Robinson, a 7-2-0-4. Quick peek at the action at Dead A. You got Altamont, wins his two straws in baseball. St. Anthony and North Clay. Topless at Odin and Dietrich at Nioga, or flip that. Uh, South Central at Sisney and Brownstown and at CHBC. And also have a sum of volleyball, boys golf, girls golf, soccer, and a tennis action at today as well for the entire schedule up on the website fmradio.com that's where it's posted and we'll have the weekend schedule posted there as well as we'll have that posted later on this evening for tomorrow's schedule so check that out for all the uh, saturday action uh, there all right, so uh, let's move on and uh, let's go back to high school football. And that's right, we're going to do pick them right now. We made the executive decision mm-hmm. that we're going to waste no more time in the uh, podcast. We're going to do high school football pick them coming up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Hey, son, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just... I can't explain it. Eyes waiting. Started to wonder. Metamorphosis. Lots of who you thought you When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at SoundItOutTogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank. In Totopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. The Cromwell Media Group of Illinois operated radio stations WCRC, WCRA, WHQQ, WJKG, and 96.3 Classic Rock is an equal opportunity employer dedicated to providing broad outreach regarding job vacancies. We seek the help of local organizations in referring qualified applicants to our stations. Organizations that wish to receive our vacancy information should contact Cindy Hansen, EEO Manager, at 217-428-4487. That's 217-428-4487. And now... So can... It's a little overrated. Peyton Manning is overrated. A little bit, yeah. You're thinking of his like last year. No. Don't think of him as his last year. No, like his whole career. The starting lineup. <laughs> he is properly rated. No, a little overrated. How dare you? On 98.9 The Game. Peyton Manning can thank Edron James, Jeff Saturday, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dallas Clark. 
All right, then Joe Montana was overrated. Thank oh, you can thank yeah. Jerry Rice for everything. I, Sports Center update. St. Louis City SC look to get their second win in a row when they visit Sporting KC at Children's Mercies Park tomorrow night. St. Louis coming off a 2-1 win over FC Dallas on Wednesday. City are first place in the Western Conference with 15 wins, 2 draws, 9 losses, 47 points. Tomorrow's contest kicks off at 7.30. The Zoo Tigers scored early and often during a 35-10 route of the South Dakota Coyotes. At Memorial Stadium, the Tigers scored two touchdowns in the first and another two in the second to take a 28-3 lead at the half. Tigers are 1-0 to start the season. They get a big test next week against Middle Tennessee. The White Sox have their new roster builder. The club promoted Chris Getz to become its new general manager yesterday. Getz had been the White Sox director of player development. The 40-year-old played second base for the Sox in 08 and 09, and he was in the MLB through 2014. Owner Jerry Reisdorf said he selected Getz because he loved the way he handled minor league development. He takes over the responsibilities of Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn, who were both fired in August. The number 13 Notre Dame Fighting Irish have their home opener against Tennessee State at Notre Dame Stadium tomorrow. Irish coming off a 42-3 route of Navy in Ireland last week. Notre Dame 1-0 to begin the season. Tomorrow's game kicks off at 2.30 p.m. Central Time. And the Bears are bringing back a familiar face. They signed Nathan Peterman to his 53-man roster yesterday. He spent 2023 camp with the Bears. Welcome back in to the starting lineup. Travis Works here. Eric Fry with the uh, Sports Center reads. Didn't wasn't Peterman the the backup mm-hmm. last season? Mm-hmm. And they're bringing him in. Yep, they're bringing again? him back. Yep. It seems kind of odd. And he made three appearances last year. I thought I saw as well that uh, Devito was cut from the Giants, and then they resigned him again. It, it's a contract thing. I, I don't I think. get it. Uh, by the way, just wrapping up real quick, other Bears news. They named Justin Fields, Eddie Jackson, DJ Moore, and Tremaine Edmonds as their team captains yesterday. Mm, there you go. None of those surprised anybody. No, not really. DJ Moore is a little all. bit of a surprise. His yeah. first year there. Right. Yeah. Maybe a little surprising. And also I have another thing to add to that uh, sports center that EIU yeah. picking up the win, a season opening win and a shutout. EIU. That's right. So year two of the new era, 27 to zero over Indiana State last night, kicking off the season strong. Good win. For sure. For EIU picking up the shutout. Mm-hmm. So very very nice. All right, so we are going to be doing high school pick'em here on the uh, show uh, today. So uh, let's go and let's play that beautiful bean music footage. bed. Oh, sorry. No, not bean footage. <laughs> high school pick'em for week number two. Let's go. All right. You're keeping track. Travis up six to two on me point wise, and he is up three and one last week. I went two and two. So let's start, Travis, with your game. Effingham at Mount Carmel, or Effingham versus Mount Carmel. I apologize. We got kind of in the back of my back of my heart. I wanted this to I game know. to be at Mount Carmel. I know. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. There's <laughs> always next year. There's always next year. Oh boy, what do I do here? I. I will just go ahead and go full homer here and go F.E.M. F.E.M. 27-26. 27-26 F.E.M. is what Travis predicts. I will go 
Give me Mount Carmel. And I will go 30 to 27. I'll take it. All right, High now, score game. now we move over to Cumberland. They're going to be at Sagamon Valley. I will pick Cumberland. And I got Cumberland. I'll go 38-10. 38-10. All right, so I will also go Cumberland here. And I will go 39-7. to seven. I wonder if you're going to go over or not. Oh, yeah. All right, Travis, what game are you picking? Uh, there's several intriguing ones out here, and I'm going to pick this one. I'm going to pick Arcola and Sullivan for this, and I will go Sullivan 31 31 30. All right, I was going to pick that game as I thought well. you might. So I'm actually, Travis, going to go Arcola. Um, I'll go Arcola, and I will go 27-24. I think that Arcola offense can bleed the, the air out of the football mm -hmm. and, and get the win uh, tonight. Yeah. All right, my game that I get to pick... Um, All right, I'll pick one, Travis, I thought you were going to pick, and that is going to be uh, Troy Triad Mount Zion. It's on my short list. And I will go Mount Zion. Uh, 32 to 28. 32 to 28. Hmm. All right, so I will go Mount Zion as well. And I will go Mount Zion 33-20. Alrighty. Gotta hope for those scoring games. Alright, Saturday, Travis. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Fighting Illini back in I action. Put away my paper. No, you can't put away your paper. Yeah, we got Fighting Illini football. They that's right. Kicking off. They host Toledo, I should say. Yes. And Travis, Illinois minus nine and a half. Mm, minus nine and a half. That's a pretty uh pretty hefty mm -hmm. hefty line against mm -hmm. a Toledo team that's pretty strong that we'll talk about in a second, but Ah, I mean, I already went total homer with FEM, so might as well just keep Double keep down. the train going. I mean, I had a good cushion in week one, so why don't I get uh, too cocky with it? And I'll go Illinois, minus nine and a half. Travis, I was really hoping for some reason you would have picked Toledo because I really wanted to pick Illinois, but I'm trying to gain ground on you. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to I'm going to pick Toledo. But Illinois is going to win. Sure. But Toledo will cover. Yeah. All right. Now, no before that. that game, which kicks off 530 right here on 99 The Game, mm -hmm. we have another college football game Saturday morning. Starts at 1030. Travis, it'll be the Tennessee Volunteers hosting the Virginia Cavaliers. Mm. Tennessee minus 28. Ooh. Travis, who you got in that one? Tennessee, they had a great season last year. They beat Alabama. Had a little disappointing mm -hmm. end to the season. Oh. 
injuries and draft really injuries kinda, yeah i think decimated that team mm -hmm. heading into this year yeah right mm. 28's a big number 28's a huge number yeah so i'm gonna go virginia plus 28 i'm gonna go tennessee i'll take it i'll be the sucker i'm already behind what have i got to <laughs> lose I'll, I'll give me give me Tennessee minus twenty eight. I mean, yeah, it is it is ten in Tennessee, so SEC versus ACC. Yeah. Yep, it is matchup yep. there. So, all right. There we go. Pick them has our, been uh, picked. That's our high school pick them. Yeah. And later on, when the NFL season returns, we'll yep. add the Bears and the Colts and any to other this. Games we and exactly. So, uh, lots of have, games for me to catch up. Yeah, a lot of games for you to uh, get back in this one. <laughs> and this week could be a turnaround <laughs> week for you. It could. We do have quite a quite a lot of separation, but I don't feel confident with scores. any of my scores. So. Ah, well. You know, we'll I see just what throw happens. out numbers. Yeah, we'll see what happens. There's, there's, there's got to be a little method to the madness. Nope, not for me. Just go. <laughs> just go with your gut. Yep. All right. So, uh, speak first, think later. And uh, we uh, will uh, step away, and we'll be back, and we'll close out the show talking about the Illini, the Illini versus Toledo game tomorrow evening here on 98.9 and we'll preview the Illini season how many wins will this homer give the Illini find out next the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios will be right back this is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum we have all heard about home fires taking lives and destroying all out of family homes these tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. Hey, this is Lisa Stovan. Heard the Mark Patrick weight loss hypnosis hype? Well, I attended because my father stopped smoking with hypnosis. Hypnosis eliminated my desire for soda and fast food, made me want to exercise, and I lost 60 pounds in six months. My energy level exploded. I went to another session to deal with some other problem foods, and I lost another 10 pounds. In fact, I brought my husband. He lost weight. More important, cholesterol and blood pressure improved. My friend went, and she lost 20 pounds in the first two months. So does Mark Patrick hypnosis work? Oh yeah, it works. Nothing has changed my life more. Well, except maybe my husband. He's so proud of me, makes me cry. Oh my, that's touching. What are you waiting for? Join Mark Patrick seminars and lose the weight or stop smoking guaranteed early bird special only $49.99. That's right, weight loss seminar, Saturday, September 30th, the Holiday Inn in Effingham at 11 a.m. Registration at 10.30 a.m. Stop smoking seminar, 2 p.m. Registration at 1.30 p.m. Sign up at markpatrickseminars.com. And now, they play tonight. Tonight against Michigan. If you're listening Wednesday. The starting lineup. It's not going to happen. I mean, Michigan's overrated, but... Traff's mm -hmm. going to be so let down tonight. I'll report about it on Saturday. On 98.9 The Game.
Welcome back to the starting lineup here on a 98.9. We're only here on a 98.9 for just a little bit longer. And, and then we switch things over to uh, the uh, pod. Got the uh, NFL previews continuing with the divisions. AFC, NFC, uh, South coming at you here uh, today. And we're closing out this show uh, talking about a game that you can hear over on a 98.9. Well, over here on 98.9. And uh, that's the uh, Fighting Illini versus uh, the uh, Toledo Rockets. And we preview the ice, the Illinois season as well. And you know how last season went. Uh, the Illini, they were 8-5 and five on of the year. And they were in prime position to win the West and head to Indy. And then they stumble and fell, had that early loss to Indiana, but then uh, lost to Michigan State, Purdue, eh, or not Purdue, yeah, Purdue, and Michigan as well, that uh, crappy loss, mm-hmm. those officials in Michigan cost us on fourth down, but I'm not bitter. And uh, then know. in the bowl game, they fell as low, but I'm always talking about perspective. Just look at where we came from. Last year was just losses by one score. Now I know the, the bowl game was nine points, but it was a backdoor cover of all backdoor covers. It was a late score on, on, on a trick play, and it was the Mike Leach game. So there's no way we were going to win that bowl yeah. game anyways. But eight and five on of the year for Coach Bielema and this Illini team. And just to also put things into perspective, too, that I hope the trend doesn't continue here. When uh, Illinois won the Big Ten and were 10-2, and two, went to the Sugar Bowl in 2001 under Ron Turner, they went right back after that season to a six losing seasons in a row. Ron Zook then uh, took over later on, made that trip to the Rose Bowl in 2007 in that wild campaign, and then they followed up with back-to-back losing seasons for him. And then it was 12 losing seasons in 14 years. And then uh, Bielema, of course, did what he did last year so we'll see if he can buck the trend of having back-to-back winning seasons and they haven't had that since 2010 and 2011 mm-hmm. for the Illini winning seven games in each season and they needed that bowl win to get them to seven so lots of live up to for the Illini this year and a lot of talk of course rightfully so coming into uh, the season is everything that the Illini have lost on the defensive side of thing with the uh, secondary and whatnot to replace mm-hmm. there uh, but their front seven should be great this Illini defense was great last year they were the number one in the nation in takeaways interception they were number three in total defense and uh, number one in a scoring and defense as well, just allowing 12.8 points per game, as well as Coach Walters, the new head coach there at Purdue as well. And Aaron Henry going to be taking over. He coached the defensive backs last year and in the bowl game without those guys, too, that went to the NFL. And we'll see how he does on the defensive side of things for the Illini also without Sidney Brown, Witherspoon, all those guys in the secondary going to have to replace this year so the front seven is great we talked about it with fem front seven great and one of the best in the big 10 front sevens we'll see what they can do with the young secondary early on yes they're gonna be they're gonna be tested because i mean toledo 
I know they're no slouch. No, they're not. You know, so. they got one more vote than Illinois did ah. in the polls. Well, how about that? Uh, offensively, the Illini are going to look differently as well. Of course, Tommy DeVito moving on. He only had one year of eligibility there when he transferred here from Syracuse as uh, they went to the transfer portal once again, and they found Luke Altmeyer there as they also got another transfer as the backup in uh, kid from Ball State. But Luke Altmeyer is the starting quarterback. He's from Mississippi, and he has three years of eligibility, so that's a big plus. And he also seems to be better at throwing the deep ball than DeVito was. I thought DeVito was very serviceable last year, and I think Almeyer can push it down the field that Tommy didn't. He's got talent to throw to, Isaiah Williams, Pat Bryant, Casey Washington, and other targets to choose from there. On offense, we're going to have to replace Chase Brown. Mm -hmm. He's in the NFL playing for Cincinnati. Now they're going to have to replace him with Reggie Love, the second, and a Josh McCray there who's going to be taking over for Chase Brown in the backfield. And we know how good he was last year. Didn't get the national respect, but uh, we know how good Chase was last year. Yeah. So it's going to be big to replace. Mm -hmm. It's going to be tough shoes to fill. But I have faith, whether that's blind homer faith, but – I have faith because Coach Bielema, he has done it there at Wisconsin who just plug in and play out running back. They went from P.J. Hill to John Clay and then to Monty Ball. And then Melvin Gordon eventually took over as well, but he was gone uh, by that point uh, in his Wisconsin tenure. So I have faith that he can replace the running backs there from that perspective Travis has faith yeah and also on the offensive line they have a veteran offensive line three members return there up front for the Illini Isaiah Adams he made the third team all Big Ten last year uh, Zai Chrysler will be back as well and a left tackle Julian Pearl as well and both were honorable mentions on the all Big Ten list and it looks like uh, Joshua Krutz yes the son of Bears great Olin Krutz is going to be the center this year. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a good guy to have. Yeah. So he's got some DNA lineman in him there. And uh, Toledo, like I said, they're going to be no slouch here as uh, they did um, win the MAC championship last year and won the Boca Raton Bowl last December. And they won nine games from a year ago. They have their starting quarterback back, their leading rusher back as well. Our starting receiver as well. Just Jujon Newton. Yes, Newton. Yes. That's the brother of Johnny Newton, Illini's defensive tackle oh. uh, there. Brother versus brother. Yeah. Toledo, uh, they averaged 30 points per game last year, and they didn't excel, though, in any area, really. They ranked 70th in pass offense and 49th in rush offense there from that perspective. But I think it just goes to show you how the respect that people show Toledo is that they're only – Nine and a half underdogs yeah. here in uh, this one. Yep. All right. So, uh, Illinois, yep. how are we feeling about the season over there? Everyone should know how I feel. I'm I, excited. I want to hear you first. I'm excited. You're excited? I'm excited. You know, eight wins last year. Uh-huh. I think that we can, we can be just as good, if not better, than last season. Okay. With everything that we lost. I give us – Comfortably, I'll say six. Over under win totals at six and a half. I give a six, and th- and that's well, no, 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 not total. I'm saying six, and at I least. feel confident saying right now they can win. I think you'll beat Toledo. You'll beat Florida Atlantic. 
Nebraska, Maryland, Minnesota, Indy, and Northwestern. I think those are all should win games. Mm-hmm. The rest are toss-ups. Yeah. So if the over/under is six and a half, I will say over because I feel confident in those six. Mm-hmm. That's right. where that's where I'm at. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. We're going backwards, but I'm also going. We're replacing a heck of a lot. Yeah, no doubt. And we are not known yet as a football school that can churn out players repeatedly. Yeah. Right. Until I see that, I can't go. No, we're going to be just as good as last year. That's yeah. That's the realist in me. Now it's time for the fan Travis to to have his say. <laughs> well, I understand everything that we're replacing, but I like what Coach Bielema is doing there. I like that the offense probably won't miss a beat, and you would think that they have a slight drop off with losing Chase Brown, but I don't think so. I think Reggie Love the second is going to have a breakout year, and I really like them up front off on the offensive line. They got those three starters, but basically they have another starter as well that played. Uh, a lot last year and you know I get that the secondary is young but I believe in coach Henry and I believe that we'll comfortably get over six and a half wins and I think that we could have eight maybe nine wins this year I really do I mean that's that's really not out of the realm of of possibility like I said I have six comfortably yeah so I mean we're right in about the same ballpark and I think that the West is so weak yes. when you compare it to the East. Yes, I agree this with is, that. This is fine for the Illini in the division. So It's your last year. I know. You have to do it this year if you're going to do it. Yep. Because after this year, it's going to get a heck of a lot harder, and you have to get a oh, lot I know. better. I know. It definitely becomes a lot more difficult uh, for sure. But uh, I see I'll go with nine wins. Okay. And uh. Trip to Indy, so book your hotel rooms now. <laughs> You're being very optimistic. We'll see if the Illini <laughs> hey. guys are as optimistic as you are, Travis. That's right, Ana. They're coming up next here for the next couple hours here on ESPN Radio. So enjoy them, our new show here on 98.9, and enjoy the football game uh, tomorrow as well. And we'll talk to you on a Tuesday and catch us in the pod. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back to the starting lineup. Welcome into overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, still here with you. And coming up here in the uh, podcast, still a loaded uh, podcast. Got some college football to uh, clean up from last night. And we also got to get to our NFL preview as well. 
continuing on with our division previews. And it's, we're heading down south. We're heading to the AFC and NFC as south, the juggernauts of that division, yeah. of those divisions yeah. coming up. And we'll talk about it and predict those divisions as well. All right, before we get to any of that, is there anything on the Sports Center that you wanted to clean up? Yeah, let's go ahead and get going here with uh, Sports Center. The Chicago Fire FC aim to end their three match losing streak when they visit DC United at Audi Field tomorrow. Uh, Chicago's ninth place in the Eastern Conference with eight wins, eight draws, and 10 losses. Chicago Sky go for their third win in a row when they host the New York Liberty at Wintrust Arena on Sunday. The Sky beat the Sparks 76 75 on Tuesday. Chicago's tied for eighth place in the WNBA at 15 and 21. The Vikings are making TJ Hawkinson the highest paid tight end in NFL history. He agreed to a four year contract extension with Minnesota that will pay him up to $68.5 million. The deal includes $42.5 million guaranteed and holds an average annual value of $17.125 million, both of which are the highest for a tight end in league history. Minnesota acquired him in a trade with the Lions last November. In 10 games with the Vikings, he recorded 60 receptions for 519 yards and three touchdowns. Hmm. The Rams, Travis's Rams, we talked about him yesterday, might be without Cooper Cup for the season opener. Los I Angeles saw that. head coach Sean McVay said on Thursday that the wide receiver suffered a setback in his return from a hamstring injury. Cup was injured on August 1st and is day-to-day after the setback, according to McVay. 30-year-old wideout notably missed eight games last season with a high ankle sprain. Cup led the Rams with 75 catches for 812 yards and six touchdowns. Yep, I saw that. Uh, perfect. Yep. Perfect. We were talking about the West last week or yesterday. Yesterday, yep. And then he gets hurt or has a setback. Yep. A Hall of Fame former NFL executive who is credited with changing the way players are scouted has died. The Dallas Cowboys announced that Gil Brandt passed away Thursday morning mm-hmm. at the age of 91. Brandt introduced computers to scouting and player evaluation. He served as vice president of player personnel for the franchise from 1960 until 1988 and drafted players such as Roger Stallback and Herschel Walker. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones called him a true icon and pioneer of our sport, even though he was fired once Jerry Jones took over the team. So obviously yeah. didn't really think too much of him. Yeah, right. <laughs> the Patriots are adding another quarterback to their 53-man roster. New England claimed former Carolina Panthers signal caller Matt Carroll off waivers. Carroll was released by the Panthers on Wednesday. Carolina selected the 24-year-old in the third round of the 2022 NFL draft out of Old Miss. The Pats re-signed second-year quarterback Bailey Zappi and undrafted rookie free agent Malik Cunningham to the team's practice squad on Wednesday after both were waived on Tuesday. Obviously, don't have a lot of uh, faith there in Mr. Uh, uh, I don't even remember his name anymore. No, uh, the quarterback for New England. New England, yeah. Mac Jones. Yeah, thank you. The Cleveland Guardians are taking advantage of Los Angeles Angels fire sale. The team claims starter Lucas Giolito off waivers on Thursday. The former White Sox pitcher was traded to the Angels along with reliever Rolando Lopez at the deadline for top catching prospect Edgarder Cuero. Uh, Cleveland was also awarded Lopez along with reliever Matt Moore. Gilito went 1-5 in L.A. with a 689 ERA after posting a 3.79 ERA with Chicago earlier this season. And finally, the Reds have acquired reinforcements for their lineup. The team was awarded Harrison Bader and Hunter Renfro on the waiver wire Thursday afternoon. Bader was waived by the New York Yankees earlier this week after hitting 240 with seven home runs in 80 games this season. Renfro was part of five Angels players claimed on waivers is hitting 242 this season with 19 homers and 56 RBIs. Yeah, so the Cardinals didn't claim nope. Giolito. 
Nope. Missed opportunity there. Uh, but Harrison Bader going to a division rival. Will you see him again? One of the Reds. We will twice. All right. We're in Cincinnati the 8th through the 10th, and then the final series of the season in Bush Stadium is the uh, September 29th through October 1st. So we'll see him twice. How about that? How about that? Coming back to St. Louis. Get your tickets, September get, 29th. Get your tickets. The return of Harrison Bader. Yes. You don't have very much else to look forward to on that final nope. home stand. Nope. A free magnet schedule for the upcoming 2024 season. That's about the only yep. thing you can look forward yep. to. They might still do the ticket vouchers. I don't know. Do you want to um, talk about the big news out of college sports? Oh, yeah. The uh, expansion yes. of the uh, ACC. Yes. Yeah, we can mention it here. ACC votes to men to add Cal, Stanford, and SMU. Uh, yep. They take place 24-25 academic year. This will bring the ACC membership up to 18 schools and leave Oregon State and Washington State as the only two remaining Pac-12 schools. <laughs> We're staying together. That's right. We're not going anywhere. Yep, through thick and thin. Pac-12 championship game. Get ready. Those mm. two head-to-head. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so uh, ACC expanding as we know it. I mean, if you are Washington State and Oregon State, you're the last one standing at the dance with nobody to dance with. Mm-hmm. You're not going to the Big 12. They've yeah. already expanded. They're full. Big 10's full. ACC now full. There's no – they're not going to the SEC. It's full, right? And SEC wouldn't take Washington State or Oregon State. No. <laughs> You're left going to Mountain West. The Mountain West. It's basically or it. Or the Mountain West. <laughs> Maybe the American Athletic Conference want to expand. And how crazy is that the Atlantic Coast Conference adding Stanford and and Cal. Cal. A conference game between Clemson and Stanford. They'll have to fly coast to coast. Hey, they're second to do that. I mean, behind the Big Ten. I know. You know, with Rutgers and (laughs) Oregon. Mm -hmm. And this is what – all right, Travis, this is one of the things – and we've kind of dealt with it a little bit. You know, we've talked about conferences aligning here at a high school level um, because, you know, we talked about the Apollo and the Central Illinois and what happens. Mm-hmm. But the thing that annoys me, and I know you're going to say, oh, it doesn't matter, but it, it should, and it, it, it really should. These are still student athletes. They're still students. So when basketball comes around and they have a Tuesday game where Clemson is going out to Stanford to play – that's mm-hmm. going to affect them the next day doing their student part. Yeah. And I know everyone says, oh, they'll just get someone to do the homework or the teacher will just <laughs> get away with stuff, blah, blah, blah. I, I get it. But the principle of it. I know. They still have to maintain a GPA mm-hmm. to be eligible. That has not changed as far as I know. That has not changed. Mm-hmm. So it's making it harder for these the, the student part of student athlete is getting smaller and smaller and smaller and more and more irrelevant by the passing day. Right. Yeah. And that is to no me doubt. what is annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I wish Travis, and I'm going to get on a rant here, but that's okay. I wish that they would take the scholarships that they give the athletes 
and give them to academic people and just say, these are athletic scholarships. They're not for school purposes because we know school doesn't matter. Or it's like secondary. Yeah. Like, just just be open and honest about it. You know, yeah. don't make it so – like, these kids are not picking, for example, in football, they're not picking Alabama because it's the most prestigious university for academics. They're going there because they're a great, great football player. Mm-hmm. And they can be drafted by going there. Yeah. Just be open and honest about it. Right. Like, if – I'm not saying every player because not every player is going to be drafted to the NFL. Not every player is going to play professionally. No. But – Was we, that commercial over half of them go pro in something other than sports? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I just wish that the NCAA would be – because I, I just see – the scholarships is taking opportunity away from smart people who can't afford to actually attend school at places. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So these kids, you're making it harder and harder for them to be students and you're Mm -hmm. making it less and less important for them to be students. Yeah. So why not just, just erase that part. You're already doing the NIL thing where the scholarship doesn't matter anyway, because they can just leave and go make money elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So just make it so that the schooling is irrelevant, and you can yeah. go to school if you want to, but don't make it a requirement for for playing because you're not you're you're not setting the stu- students up to be students. Right. You're. Yeah, definitely the act- academics part of it gets taken a back seat, and yeah, these student athletes are dealing with more difficulties than ever before right. with their entire schedules and they're expected to be peak performance in the classroom. And then they're supposed to be peak performance in practice and whatnot right. and right. preparation for the, the games and whatnot, and not just football, but basketball, other sports as All well. Of them. All of them. Because the, with these, you got to recover, expanding, yeah. you got to sleep at some point with these conferences expanding, you know, this is affecting every sport. Not just football, even though that's the one everyone talks about. It's all sports. Right, right because it's this is the it's all about the almighty dollar. Yeah. Think about and, and I'm not saying it would be a prime time game because this is not a, a hot matchup on the basketball court as we talked about. But Travis Clemson versus Stanford. In Stanford. You think about that. We we joke on here about Nine o'clock tip off. That's central. Now move it eastern. That's a ten thirty tip off. If that's a Tuesday, those kids are having to be out in California at ten thirty their time, mm-hmm. and then flying back and getting into class possibly at eight o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That how is anyone going to succeed doing that? Yeah, I know. So just take the class out of it. <laughs> I know. These athletes are not choosing these schools to go to the actual school. Some are. I'm not saying everybody. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them aren't. Oh, well, yeah. They're going for NIL it's and they're going not. to play play sport. Yeah, it's nothing new. It's not. But at least for a while they were trying to make it out as we care about what they do in the classroom. Mm-hmm. They don't. Do no. they still release NCAA academic All-Americans? sure they do yeah it's just buried and hidden we never hear that brought up on a broadcast 
this kid was an academic All-American last year. If he's a, if he's a mm. Big Ten player of the year, they're not going to also say, oh, he was also an academic All-American because all that matters is he was the Big Ten player of the year. He was all-conference. Occasionally they do bring that up. Because they have nothing else. <laughs> As Phil. As Phil. <laughs> Maybe. I just, I, I wish that they'd quit. Just, just be honest. Like, just be open and just, you're treating it like a business anyways. Mm-hmm. You're not making these decisions in the best interest of the kids. You're making these decisions because it's more money for each of these conferences, for the NCAA, and for the schools. So if that's what it's all about, then make it all about that. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. But give others who are could use an opportunity a chance to get that opportunity. Yeah. That's all. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong in saying that. No, not really. I just I want them to be honest with themselves and with everyone. Yeah. You're nothing more than a business running it as a business, trying to make the most money you can as a business. Yeah. Which is a goal of any business. Mm-hmm. But you're playing with people's lives. Oh, yeah. Who people who are not adults. Yeah, they're just kids. They're just kids. Now, no, you, legally, yes, they're adults. But the difference is, is that when they go to the NFL or go play professional sports, they're old enough to at least make that decision to go do that. Mm-hmm. An 18-year-old kid who's going to Clemson or going to Stanford and having to travel cross-country to play a game that he got recruited to play is not in a position to make that decision because he committed when he was 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what do I know? People Boy. say I'm an old fart. So. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe you are. I don't know. I'll, I'll say I am. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, let's uh, continue with the uh, college football or the college theme here, I guess. Uh, last night, things got started in Utah very quickly. First play of the game it was like an 80-yard touchdown pass. As Utah went on to win 24-11 to 11 in top 25 action last night. And in the Big Ten, like I said, college football's back. We had a rock fight between Minnesota the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, uh, Golden Gophers pulled it out and pulled it out of their behind and somehow won and beat Nebraska 13-2-10 on a last-second field goal. Uh, this was 3 to nothing at halftime. Then it was 7-3 to three for the longest time. And then uh, Nebraska had a chance there, and they threw an interception. And Minnesota went and drove down and got in field goal position and nailed it for the game winner. Dragon nailed it. Ah, that's, 40, a, that's a decent name. Yeah, 47-yard a field goal, uh, and it was just exactly like the Vikings did last year. They didn't deserve to win that game, but they somehow they did. You win by any means necessary. I guess so. I guess so. So doesn't have to be pretty. Uh, let's see other games in the Big Ten uh, this weekend. Uh, Michigan and East Carolina. They're going to be on Peacock at 11 a.m. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow. Uh, Iowa opens up with Utah State. Fresh
Fresno State at Purdue. Purdue only three-and-a-half-point favorites. Ohio State big favorites over the Hoosiers on the road. 30 points. CBS era begins for Big Ten with that one. Uh, Buffalo's at Wisconsin. Townsend is going to Maryland. It's uh, Big Ten Saturday night on NBC. West Virginia at number seven, Penn State. And then Northwestern and Rutgers are going to play at 11 a.m. on Sunday there on CBS. Rutgers, six-and-a-half-point favorites on the uh, Northwestern Wildcats and their uh, roller coaster of mm-hmm. an offseason there. Then, of course, Illinois and Toledo at a 6.30. And the last thing I'll say about the uh, Illini uh, before the season begins, I feel the vibes on social media. I feel the vibes around town and on campus that everyone's excited uh, for the season. And it showed with uh, 10,000 new season ticket uh, applications and uh, season tickets going out. So I feel like there's a lot of hype for this season, and I, the only thing I can compare it to is the hype for the first season of Lovey Smith. And yeah, that worked out. Well, it didn't work out. That was just kind of like blind hope or blind faith that we thought this NFL guy was going to come in and save the program, and you know he had no college coaching experience whatsoever at the head coach, and mm-hmm. we just thought that he was going to be good, and well, he wasn't. The difference with that and this is, is that Coach Bielema has had the success, and we we know he wins every press conference that he's in. He can charm the pants off you, and uh, that's what he did in the offseason. I know some of the Big Ten Network guys picked Illinois to get to the championship game, but that's probably because they just got done talking to him. And so um, I feel that there's, there's more sustainable hype this year because – uh has had the success and has laid the groundwork and you know this is the last chance we got we mentioned it very at the very end of the show this is the best chance illinois has to get into the title game because after these new teams come in divisions are gone so to get to the big 10 title game it's the two teams with the best record so it's going to become a lot more difficult for illinois to uh, get there and the wild wild west is just wide open. I know uh, Wisconsin's got a new coach there, and some people are predicting them to uh, take it. But I think Illinois has got the as good a shot as any into the West. And we don't see Michigan. We don't see Ohio, Ohio State. We don't see Michigan State either. I mean, yeah, we got the uh, game against Penn State in week three, but at least that's at home. And, you know, if that's going to be a great game if both teams come in at 2-0 and on big new kickoff for Fox there at 11 a.m. in Champaign. That should be hype, and tomorrow should be hype as well with a 6.30 kickoff there. So uh, I'm excited to uh, see what the Illini do uh, this season and excited to see all the changes come to fruition at Memorial Stadium as well this year. And so looking forward to uh, that tomorrow evening over on 98.9, the game for the kickoff of the Toledo Rockets, MAC champions, and the Fighting Illini. Yep. There tomorrow. All right. So, uh, did you have anything else before we get to the yeah in, just the NFL South previews? Before we before we move on from college, Travis, uh, they have announced some of the new jerseys that we will see this weekend. 
mm-hmm. and, and and this season. And I just wanted to to highlight bas- basically one that I was really a fan of, but I'll, I'll highlight a couple. Purdue, Travis, they're going back to the the vintage Drew Brees look for a couple games, I believe. I like the stripes. I'm a stripes mm-hmm. guy, so I like the the classic stripes here on on the black, the updated gold, and the Purdue logo. I it's a classy look. It's not flashy by any means, but it's classic. Um, I don't mind Mississippi State um, with their new logo that they have on on their helmets, um, which is just the MSU. Um, that's not bad. I always love the Florida black. I don't know why, hmm. but the all black Florida I think is a, a good look. Um, I, I think it looks pretty pretty gnarly, if I'm honest. Just the all black uh, helmet, pants, shirt everything just black with the mm, yeah the blue and the orange it's just i don't know i just kind of like cool. that stripes All again black. uh i'm a sucker for some stripes um and then maryland they've updated their helmet a little bit um and they have an all-black version version it's not bad it's clean mm-hmm. ohio state's going all white which i'm not a big fan of i don't like all white jerseys uh, I mean that one looks gray, all gray. Yeah, it's like it's like all. I I don't quite get it. I'm not a like I said. I'm not a fan, but I'm not a fan very much of Ohio State in general. So, um, by the way, if uh, you face Ohio State when they have to wear these jerseys, Travis, um, they are the Buckeyes are 15 and two all time wearing alternates at Ohio Stadium. Hmm. So it's a steel gray, is what they say. It's steel gray with scarlet accents and white outlines. So. Steel gray. Yeah. Uh, FIU, Travis, I am a fan of this jersey, and I don't know why. I, I, It's flashy, and I'm not usually into flashiness with my, with my uniforms, but I think that looks awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of Black pink. with the pink and the blue and reminds that. me of Miami Vice, and it's Florida uh, FIU. Mm-hmm. I, I like it. I, I really do. And I like the nice little touch of the little palm trees on the shoulders. Mm-hmm. That's a good touch for a, a Florida it's, international team. Uh, it's, it screams Miami for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's it's good. I <laughs> Again, I shouldn't like it because I'm, I'm not that kind of guy. But um, uh, that was just shoes. The one, Travis, I want to point out that I think is the best, and it's going to be debuting this weekend. The best new jersey I have seen. And it's not Florida State. It's this Houston jersey. Yeah, it's trying to Oilers. be the Oilers. I love it because the Oilers left. But Houston pointing out we're still here. I like it. I, I No, Travis isn't a fan no. of it. I like the I they're, like the Oilers jersey. I do like that, but they're they're posers. That's the that's the pro team colors. That's not their team. But they're Houston centric. Yeah, but still, everyone trying to live off the Houston Oilers name. Well, at least I, I find them doing it more authentic than the Titans. The yeah, Titans but that's, moved. Yeah, they but that's moved. their history. But it doesn't matter. You left the town. You can't then parade us out and be like, "Oh, we're Oilers now." No, you left Houston. Erase it. Mm-hmm. They're still here. They never left. Yeah, they have no affiliation with the Oilers besides they're in Houston. That's all you need. Nah, I don't like it. Hmm. Everybody being posers, everyone trying to capture the Oilers jersey. 
See, I I I don't mind it at all. Eh, not a fan. Mm. I guess we'll Your loss. agree to disagree. Your loss on that one. <laughs> there. Out <laughs> of that one. There's nothing wrong with representing your city. <laughs> All so right. You think Houston and you think football. You certainly don't think of Texans. No. You think and, of the Oilers. And the Texans don't have that history. That's the that's the Titans history. So there's that. Titans left. Yeah. It'd be like if the Browns or the Ravens showed up and wore Cleveland Browns throwbacks. That's not your team anymore. You left them. Yeah. You became a new team. Start a new lineage. So you think the Texans should have? Yes. No, because they they're just a new franchise that started out of thin air. They just you just can't take over something that that was once there when you started from scratch. You should no. be able to, yeah. No. Yeah. I I disagree. I don't don't agree. So. Just like the team in Las Vegas should not be wearing A's throwbacks. Mm-hmm. Ever. In baseball. Yeah. Well, they're still gonna be called the A's more than likely. Well, we don't know that for a fact. I would think. I would think too. And if that that's the case then I'm okay with it. I mean, we have had some history of just teams completely erasing their history when they move. I know OKC doesn't really – I don't think they ever do throwbacks to the Sonics. They did once, just one anything. time. Yeah. Uh, and the Nationals never do it with Montreal, no. mm-hmm. even though those were some pretty sweet oh, yeah. colors, yeah. uniforms, hats, all of it. But – so maybe that's why the – the Titans are wrong for trying to um, hold on to it when they left. I don't necessarily agree with them doing the the throwbacks because I agree with you that they did leave, but I think they have more of a rights to the history the, than the Texans. The only reason I'm saying is because it's I feel like it's a slap in the face of the city of Houston. Yeah. Like, that Oilers team was made and began and bred in Houston, in Texas. And a new owner came, packed him up, and moved him to Tennessee. And once a year, you're going to parade out in Oilers' year to bring back memories of a team that left. Mm -hmm. I would be okay with it, Travis, if there wasn't a football team in Houston. Mm -hmm. There's a team there. They should name the Texans the Oilers then. I agree with you. They should (laughs) have. Titans wouldn't let them. But instead, yeah, exactly, because they own the history. Which they shouldn't. That's <laughs> what I'm getting at. Uh, well, I don't think they're going to change their stance on it after all these years. Travis, how many times does do your Rams uh, wear throwbacks to St. Louis? Uh, never. Never. Because, well, that's because the owner wishes that they never were in St. Louis. So I don't know how the organization feels. I know, and the and people are gonna say, "Oh, but Eric, they was one year where the Titans were the Tennessee Oilers." Yeah, there you go. Two years temporarily, they mm-hmm. were in Memphis for a year as the Tennessee Oilers. Yeah, there you go. And then in '99, they changed to the Titans. Still, I no, 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 no. You just proved your point. There nope. doesn't mean I have to agree with it. 
How many times does Indy throw back to the Baltimore Colts? Never. Uh, never again. Yep. There's hard feelings there. And you don't think there's hard feelings with the Oilers? Well, yeah, I think there is, yeah. Yeah. But obviously nobody else has a, pro- a problem with it because they still continue to do it after all these years. So, And they'll be doing the throwback jerseys this year too on the Titans, I know. Yeah. Those look sweet. I mean, that's just a nice jersey combo, jer- jersey logo. It it just, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Hmm. At the end of the 95 season, they announced that the Oilers would be moving to Nashville. This Because uh, the city there promised to put $144 million towards a new stadium. And then after that move was announced, Travis, in 96, they only had three games that attracted crowds of more than 30,000 people in Houston. The city of Houston quit supporting the Oilers when they announced they were moving them to Tennessee. I don't blame them. I don't either. That's why you shouldn't parade around as the Oilers if you're the Titans. Mm-hmm. I guess so. 